Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Hot Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handymen. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Hey guys, Kyle Sutherland here, and I want to thank you on behalf of all of us here at the Hog Talk Podcast for listening to episode 99. If you have not already, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite forum. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Wherever you listen, we are there. And if you don't mind, please take a couple of seconds to leave us a written review. Let's us know how we're doing and also helps us get our name out to reach more people. On episode 99, Porter Hayes will be interviewing the new lead anchor for Pig Trail Nation, Alyssa Orange. Alyssa will be talking about her promotion as well as her path she has taken to get to this point. And also, don't forget that we have the big 100th episode coming up next week, which will feature all four of us, Jacob, Ty, Porter, and myself. Coming back together for the first time in a while to discuss our favorite memories of our time here at the Hog Talk Podcast. You can follow updates for that on Twitter and Facebook on each of our pages, Arkansas Hog Talk on Facebook and on Twitter at the Hog Talk. Now, without further ado, here is the interview with Porter and Alyssa. Have the honor to talk once again to our friend Alyssa Orange who recently just became the lead anchor of the Pig Trail Nation. Alyssa, how you doing? I'm doing well, Porter. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, we had the chance to go and talk with Sarah Spain, and for me, I thought that was a pretty big accomplishment. And, you know, you had to go and one-up and, and become a lead anchor at a, at a big news station in Arkansas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily uh, am a one up, but uh, but yeah, you know what? She, Sarah Spain, sets a great example for us sports journalists um, as females who want to continue to uh, to uh, pave the way in this uh, sports world and um, you know be treated equal and uh, enjoy what we do. So you know, what does this? position mean to you and you know what could it mean for the future of of those women coming up in the industry well it means a lot to me um because i've i've been in this business now for 10 years and um you know as as a woman and as a female i've worked really hard to continue to prove that i not only know what i'm talking about but i'm knowledgeable um you know, I'm, I'm just as deserving as uh, the positions I'm in that all my male colleagues are. And uh, to share kind of the story, I remember my very first job uh, was in Tallahassee um, as a sports reporter. And I would fill in sometimes on the desk. And my news director at the time told me a story. He said, look, you know, you may pronounce a name wrong while you're calling highlights. And our male main anchor might make that same mistake, but I'm going to get phone calls about you saying, take that stupid girl off the TV. She doesn't know what she's talking about when our main male anchor will, will get a, Oh, well, we know what he meant or he just mispronounced. And, and that story stuck with me 10 years because 
you know, he, he's right. He, you, you as a female and myself have had to really work hard to prove I know what I'm talking about and I have made mistakes and that's happened before. And I have plenty of kind of funny stories, um, which I, I don't have to share here, but maybe one of these days we can catch <laughs> up and you can ask yeah. me if you pass me on the street. But, um, you know, that's always really stuck with me. Uh, and I think it was important uh, to remind myself about that. Um, but I got here to Arkansas. And of course, again, I'm a female and I was one of few, uh, still one of few, um, but one of few in, in the media. And I remember I joke that when Bob Holt knew my name, I knew that I had made it, that I had been <laughs> taken seriously. Like I was important enough to remember what my name was. And so uh, I joke that that's when I kind of made it in, in this market. Um, but I've come a long way and I and I've developed relationships and I've worked hard and I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from watching Aaron Peters before me and I learned a lot watching Brew Ammon before me and uh, those guys just watching them I've learned how to craft my skills and get better and uh, you know even if they know it or not I they've helped me just as a journalist be where I am now and and I'm really excited to take the reins yeah it's funny you, you mentioned that about the names and the pronunciation because when we had Sarah on she said the kind of the same thing but in the opposite meaning of when they were going to you know pronounce UNESCO Sabrina UNESCO's name and they would get it wrong and it and they would just pass over and that was her biggest complaint when we asked her what can we do in the media mm -hmm. to to bring more awareness to the women's game and she said do your research and learn how to pronounce the names right you know they deserve that so that's that's funny you mm -hmm. say that yeah well um yeah I think Sarah's absolutely right I mean I think especially right now with the growth of women's college basketball, track and field, um, you know, the Olympics, your gym. I mean, all of these female athletes who have such a great platform, they deserve just as much as attention and um, than the men do. And yeah, you're not going to go out and pronounce Andrew Benintendi's name wrong. You know, you, you're going to learn how to say that before you have to say it. So, you know, everyone including the females deserves their own respect for sure. And I think it's also really cool, you know, with your new position, the, the person that took your spot, Tara, you know, to me, it's like next girl up. So mm -hmm. that that's really cool that, you know, they promoted another female journalist to basically fill your shoes. And as mm -hmm. you progress on. Yeah, we've uh, been really um, grateful here to have uh the management that we do that not only has given me a platform as a female. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if I'm the first female main anchor in um, Arkansas. I know that Taylor McGregor was anchoring down in Little Rock um, before. And of course, you know, she's now um, doing some major league baseball stuff, but I don't necessarily know if she was a co-sports director title or sports director title. So I have that title. So I guess that might make me the first female you know, sports co co sports director. Um, but it, but it's regardless, it's it's a big deal, and um, not a limit have not a lot of women have walked in these shoes. There's not a lot of, you know, sports directors in local markets around the country. Uh, you know, so I I hope that this is going to continue to, uh, even out the board a little bit, and you know, whoever comes after me could possibly do that or if there's another job opening around here or in the state or 
across the country that a woman is just as qualified and um, up for that job as, as any male, because I think that's important. And, you know, I was really happy and honored to get the support that I did. You know, you, you, they put that out and you sometimes never know how people are going to react. And um, but it was nothing but support and love. And, and that's why I love Arkansas and the people who have continued to watch us and be supportive. And I appreciate them recognizing my hard work and uh, really excited for Tara and her next step. And um, she she's deserving of, of that role. And I've watched her grow since she's been here. And I mean, and she just has so much uh, potential and she's going to go far. So I'm glad she's she's with us. And uh, you look across the country and find me another sports department that has two females. Uh, I don't necessarily know if you're going to find one. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think because with everything, with, you know, everybody wanting more equality and stuff, we are starting to see more women come up and get roles with ESPN. And they're not just sitting at the desk doing the lead anchor spot or reading highlights. You know, they're out on the sidelines. And so I think that's a really big deal. And, yeah. you know, your husband, you know, he started off with the Bo Mattingling show and now they're moving on to bigger things and to watch him grow. And now he's getting to now see you progress. I mean, what has that been like for him to, to be there and, and support watching you, watching you grow? Yeah. Well, he, he's always been uh, my number one fan and um, it's been really fun to um, have him cause we're in the same kind of world. You know, he's in the podcast world and was in the radio world. And I, I do this on television and um, you know, I think he's going to be happy that I'm going to have more time at home on Fridays and Saturdays for the most part to spend with the family. I think that's what he's most excited about, but um, no, I mean, when, when this happened, obviously having that conversation with him was really important. And he just said, you know, if, if this is what you want, I mean, this is what you've worked your whole career for is to, be in a position to have this kind of leadership role, uh, in, in the television world at a, at a local television station. And, um, you know, if this is what you want, if, if this is what you want to pursue, then he, uh, a hundred percent supports me. So. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's very imperative that, you know, I, you, you let people know I've always lived by this motto of you've got to have two things in life to succeed and it's support and drive. You have mm-hmm. to have both of them because you can have the drive. But if you don't ever have that support system, you know, you're going to get burned out. But or if you have the support system, but you don't have the drive, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more on that statement. So with your new role and especially yeah. getting a new role and now with the pandemic going on, I mean, what obstacles have you faced during this time? Yeah, you know, it's funny because what are we three months into this now, Porter? And I remember and Tara and I were kind of joking like we had a meeting with our sports department and our management um, after the SEC tournament was canceled. And Jason and Drew were on their way back home from Nashville. And, you know, it was like, well, what do we what do we do all? I mean, everything is ending and it's not like we don't have any sports to cover now. So. What are we going to do? Well, we'll start doing Zoom interviews. We'll reach out to coaches. We'll reach out to athletes. We'll just do these interviews. And we were kind of a little worried because we're like, well, I mean, how long is that going to last us? Is that going to last us two weeks? You know, is that going to last us four weeks? 
And here we are three week, three months in and, and still going strong and, and being able to really tell a lot of good stories. And so um, we've been able to, to do well. And uh, it's it's been really fun to, again, talk to these athletes, um, get creative. I think that that's been the biggest silver lining in all of this is it's forced us to, with no true sports to cover, how do you continue to tell sports stories? And that's what we've been able to do with interviews through Zoom and I've done a couple interviews in person, and I just did an interview with Jared Gates, who's a former Razorback, now coaching a 14 and under team, which was really fun to go shoot. And uh, you kind of get back to your storytelling roots, um, something that you don't necessarily always have time to do when you're in the middle of a very busy football season. So I think it stretched us as journalists. It's pushed us to get creative. Um we have I, I we've started this like in the moment series, which is really exciting. It's been really fun. We've done one with Daniel Gafford um, about like the dunk. And so we talk about that moment, just the dunk that he had against Florida in the SEC tournament, what that was like, what he remembers, you know, how many times he's watched it. Um, and the next one we're doing is with Brady Toops about the Grand Slam in 2004 and just sitting down with with Brady and him reminiscing 16 years ago, this grand slam, um, you know, what it means to him, what he was going through, um, the stories he told that, you know, you, you might not even known 16 years ago. He said that, you know, that was the top of the ninth when that happened and they still had to come out and play defense. And he went and was warming up the pitcher and he said, he put on his catcher's mask. He just started crying because it was just so emotional, just everything that was happening. And, they were down three and now they're up two and um, it's stuff like that, that you don't necessarily get um, talking to an athlete one-on-one and remembering. So that's been a really cool series and, and, and um, episodes that we've been able to produce. And I think it might not have been something we would have been able to do had we not been in this situation. Yeah. I'm sure with this, it's, it's been easier to, you know, get a hold of recruits, you know, cause they're not out, you know, doing AAU or, you know, seven on seven camps, you know, for their respected sports, you know, and it's, it's cool. Cause you've been seeing a lot of these documentaries come out and these moments and watching old games. So, um, well, I was going to ask you, you know, coming from your days, you know, you know, you've been the pig trail nation for, you said 10 years now and coming and I heard you doing some, you know, the Razorback reports on the Bo Mattingly show to now you're, role as the lead anchor, you know, what advice could, would you give to those college kids, those high school kids, or even elementary school kids that look <laughs> up to you now and they want to be a, a sports broadcaster, a journalist one day? Well, I'll tell you this. So my 10 years, I, I, I started in Tallahassee, moved to Abilene, Texas, and now I'm here. Um, if you don't know anything about my background, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. So I've moved around a lot. And I wasn't afraid to leave home. I think that was just my personality. Uh, I was ready to kind of spread my wings and go out there and see what the world had in store for me. And my philosophy was always, if I don't like it, I could always come home. Now, I mean, it's been about, you know, 15 years since I left high school. Uh, and I haven't been home since. So I, I've clearly been okay. But um, don't be afraid to chase your dreams and sometimes in in this this business it's going to take you to places you never expected you'd ever be 
never once did I ever think I'd be in the state of Arkansas. I'd never been here until I got hired. Um, you know, if you're, if you're someone straight coming out of college, what you have at your fingertips is something I didn't have when I, when I graduated college in terms of if you wanted to get into sports, you kind of had to go either radio, newspaper, or television. There was no online special regional things with teams. None of that was really happening at the time. And so you have so many outlets that you can get involved with podcasting, being, you know, working for a specific team or a specific conference or some kind of regional network. Um, so explore your options, test the waters. Um, if you're in high school right now, um, you know, I think really the biggest thing in high school to work on is, is your writing and your storytelling. Uh, I, I can't, English teachers are going to love me, but work on your writing, you know, write stories, tell stories. Um, that's what's really going to set you apart. Um, you know, and then if you're in a, if you're in elementary school, looking up to me, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I grew up in a newsroom with my dad. My dad was in television until I was um, in high school. And I remember going to the studio with him and sitting in there and watching him edit tape to tape back then. Um, and, you know, that's how I loved the newsroom and realized that, realized that that's what I want to do. So if you have a dream in elementary school and you want to be on TV or you want to be, you know, the next, you know, Dan Scoff on the weather, it's, you know, you do it. And, and don't let don't tell anyone you uh, you can't. So kind of puts you on the hot seat. You know, you're talking about getting to, you know, you get to go see all these players and relive their moments. What has been the coolest? If you could just name one, I know it might be hard, but Gosh. if you could name like the coolest moment that you've done as a sports anchor, what moment would, would come to mind? Man, I, uh, golly, there has been a lot. Um, you know, I think it's it, we're all human and it's hard not to get emotionally attached um, to the people you cover and sometimes the program you cover because you do put in a lot of work and you, you, you interact with these players, you interact with these coaches and you might not necessarily be a fan of that, of, you know, whatever you're covering, but you do develop a relationship with these people and you want them to succeed. Um, Holly, I was. Man, I mean, I've covered two Super Bowls, and that was really fun um, to, to be a part of that. However, the New England Patriots won one of them, and that was awful. So, <laughs> um, man, you know, I, I'm going to kind of take your, your question a different direction. I was I, – I, I didn't play the game, and I didn't lose the game, obviously, on the field, but being at that College World Series game two between Arkansas and Oklahoma, it took me a while to kind of get over that. I remember feeling nothing, I'm sure, compared to what the players and coaches were feeling, but, I mean, I think my heart was broken. And, and, and a lot of times you can kind of separate the two. But at that moment, it was really hard to separate Alyssa, the sports reporter, doing her job, and Alyssa, the human who whose heart broke for 
all of those players on the field. That was probably one of my most emotional moments. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that just that's the Arkansas fan. You know, I mean, whether you cover, you know, your Florida State and I'm Clemson. But like you said, we get, you know, like I cover the women's basketball team and I'm, you know, real good friends with coach neighbors and you want the team to succeed and you follow them. And, you know, the fans are just so hungry to win something. And I think that, you know, having something so close that they haven't been able to taste since 94 and to have it slip away. I mean, I think you felt like every diehard Razorback fan felt. Mm -hmm. And as sports will do it to you, man, I, uh, I, I've been there. You know, and, and I have I've had heartbreaking moments with my favorite teams and I want everyone to understand the more that I live in Arkansas, yes, I have a job and I will continue to have a job uh, and, and do my job, you know. I think that's been the hardest thing yeah, was it is, is the hardest part. You do have to step away yep. and like I do I I do like Arkansas and I've become an Arkansas fan when I'm not working. It's sometimes yeah. hard to differentiate the two, but. Well, and for so much, you know, all these tragedies like us growing up, we've always had sports to fall back on. 9-11, we had the World Series and President Bush throwing out the first pitch, which to me, I'm not a fan of the Yankees or the Mets, but to me, that was one of the most emotional things I remember exactly where I was when he threw out that first pitch. You just felt the whole nation come together. And mm-hmm. and I think now there's no sports. There's really there's the hope of when's this going to come back. And I think that's the biggest I think it's the most underrated thing yeah. going on right now is we don't have that to lean on to really separate ourselves from day-to-day life. Yeah, it is it is hard. Um you know, and there, there are a few sports right now that are happening, um, but they're all individual sports, NASCAR, golf, um, MMA, sports that are, are still happening. I think we might feel that once again when Major League Baseball comes back, um, we're going to have to kind of find out and see what that looks like come July 23rd and 24th. But um, I think, yeah, you're right. There, There's nothing to kind of, you know, escape right now and uh it's been it's been a very interesting world we're living in right now for sure well Alyssa, I, again thank you for your time um i mean you've been a friend of the show and on behalf of me and my co-host tyler kyle and and jacob you know we're really happy for you proud of you, on, you. on your new role uh, we've been rooting for you for a long time and hopefully to catch up with you some games next season yeah, absolutely. You guys are great. And any anytime, man, I, I really appreciate it. Well, that will do it for our episode 99 of the Hog Talk podcast for myself and Alyssa Orange. Thank you for once again listening to the podcast and we'll pick.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.